I mean, we can be best friends, but when we're on the court and if we're competing for a national team, of, of course, I'm not going to let you just go because you're my friend. Welcome back to Absolute Culture, where we discuss everything to do with movies, series, TV, football, and the odd guests from time to time. Today, we have a very special guest. His name is Trajo. He moved to the U.S. to Husak School for Young International Athletes as a basketball player, and due to injury, stopped. And we're here to discuss today his experiences and how it's been, his journey, and uh, everything surrounding that. So would you, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, well, my name is Trajan Milošević. I'm from Belgrade, Serbia. I'm 20 years old and this is my third year in America. Uh, next year will be my fourth and I was two years in Husak, so my, fresh, uh, so my uh, junior and senior year. And now I'm freshman in college, Hassan University in Maine. And uh, I study Doctor of Physical Therapy program. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us a bit about what this Husak school for people that don't know? Yeah, so Husak is? school is uh, international. Well, it has a lot of international students. It's not. A, it's not basically just international stu- uh, international uh, school, but uh, yeah, people from all over the world are there for a, a lot of nations, from Brazil, from Portugal, Serbia, from all over Europe, Asia. And um, it's one of the most prestigious schools for ac- academic purposes and also for athletes. Uh, we played in NAPSAC League, which is we played against Brewster Academy and um, against a lot of like prestigious academies over the United States. We also played uh, like friendly games against uh, some schools from Florida from texas so it was it was really nice experience do you know any of the alumni of the school uh well there's well i don't know if you watch rocky you know what rocky yeah so coach from rocky actually went to husak school you know the guy who coaches rocky oh of the film yeah yeah in the movie really yeah he went to husak school damn bro that's yeah and that's it yeah that's the only one i know actually (laughs) that's 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 the only one i know yeah and um yeah and Basically, that's it. I mean, uh, we played against some good players like Terrence Clark. I don't know if you heard of him. He he passed away like two years ago from car crash, but he was really good. He he played like 15 minutes and he saw, scored like 30 points in 15 minutes against us. He was like seven from eight from three-point range. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, I mean, it was Rest crazy. in peace to him. Yeah, he was sad to hear. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. And I mean, Husak overall is a good school. I mean, professors are really nice. Um, I'm still in contact with a bunch of us from there. I mean, from Serbians. My first year, we had actually 23 or 24 Serbians there. And we all, I mean, we almost all of us played basketball. So we're all in contact kind of now. And also, I have like friends from all over the world, like in Africa, South America, North America, Asia. I have friends everywhere from all over the really world. That's really cool. A uh, big thing uh, about university, which I'm really excited for in the future, is I just I want to go there and you know expand my horizons, like make friends, like you said, like international friends. Yeah. That's so exciting to me. Getting to know people with different cultures, different mindsets, different opinions, you know, because they see the world in a different way to we do. Yeah, especially like in the East or uh, in Africa, like you said, South America is really different. So that must be 
That must be really cool, actually. Yeah, it is. It's really cool. Like anywhere I go, anywhere I go, I have some friends. And I'm gonna go to Italy in like a month with my girlfriend, and I have couple of friends there also in cyprus i'm hanging out with my buddy on sunday he's also i met him in husak like anywhere anywhere i go i can find some friends i mean just because of husak i see he's cyprian yeah cyprian he's cyprian husak. yeah he's cyprian damn bro so yeah. we're going quite well I cyprus guess. made it <laughs> <You could say. laughs> and is husak specifically for basketball or is it in general no it's in general it has a soccer team a football team i'm sorry yeah, it has a basketball, um, hockey, uh, lacrosse, and uh, I think that's it. I don't know if we have a swim team. Did though. you say volleyball? Well, volleyball, yeah, volleyball, volleyball. And what would you say it's, you know, like their best team? Or well, their I think team? that basketball is since um, it's we're playing in the one of the it's maybe top five ranked league in the whole United States and we're playing against some players who will be future NBA players so really yeah we, a year before I got there they played against uh, Brewster Academy mm-hmm. Jalen Lequeux you guys probably don't know him mm-hmm. yeah he played in Phoenix Suns and later in Oklahoma City I think he's he's really cool he's a really good player like, yeah. yeah so they played against some really good good players that's and very impressive. Yeah, so I think basketball team is the best team, but soccer team is also good. I know that they win like well, easily. They win like five zero and all that. So yeah, yeah. And how's your experience team. in general with basketball? Basketball, well, it's been fine. My first year there, I I didn't play. The day it was just uh, like a few minutes before the game, uh, we were warming up and I landed awkwardly. I just did a sidestep and I landed awkwardly. And tomorrow, the day after that, I tried practicing, but I couldn't. And it turns out that I uh, broke my cartilage. And then I missed the whole season. And then I was just, I just took photos (laughs) of the team, like the whole year. Yeah, so the first year, you know, went down the drain. But after that, my senior year, uh, everything with COVID and all that, we didn't have official league. We just played friendly games against Upper Room. Uh, against um, I don't know we played against Springfield Academy and all those uh, teams so we had some we had some uh, games but it wasn't like that it wasn't like three years ago four years ago yeah yeah so COVID really you know messed things up there yeah and in Serbia how is it in Serbia were you you were quite young right yeah I mean I, I got to America when I was 17 and before that I was in Serbia I played basketball for 10 years in one club and I'm friends with everyone from there. So basically, uh, basketball is the sport that actually got me friends, you know. I'm, yeah, so I'm really close with everyone, everyone from basketball. Yeah. Yeah, everybody from my team, really, I'm, I'm in touch with everybody almost. And basketball is really big in Serbia. Is yeah, right. it's really huge in Serbia. Because uh, I, I've been seeing like a bunch of players, like Serbian players, like making ranks you know they're quite yeah. good. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not the biggest fan of basketball. I don't really watch it that much. But I've always been really entertained by it, and I really like. I enjoy it, but I don't sit and watch it. Yeah. I've been recently, like this year, I've been watching it a bit because I was playing a bunch of bets. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we've been betting quite a bit on that, especially in the army. What are you yeah. supposed to do? You know, but um, but yeah, uh, it's just caught my eye that Serbian players are. 
have you know been quite good. Who's yeah, I mean Nikola Nikola Jokic is yeah. the MVP. He's what a yeah, yeah, what a player. Back to back MVPs. Then Vasily Mitic, he was also MVP of Euroleague mm-hmm. uh, two years ago. So we have we have really good players. Also Nikola Jovic, he's the player that he got drafted actually this year, and I played against him. Uh, it was like I we were kids. He was like seventh grade, and I was eighth grade against when I played against him. He was he wasn't that good then. He was really bad. But now I mean he's in the NBA. So. Yeah, yeah, we have we have a good team. Is the player development in Serbia quite good? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mega Mega is the club that all the young talents go to basically, and then they develop and all that. And also Partizan and Red Star, they're also really good in development of players, and. Really, I think the basketball is really 100% the most popular sport in Serbia. Do you think the player development in Serbia is better than in the US? Worse or is it just different? Oh, uh, it's different, I think. It's it's weird because um, in the US, well, how is it going that it, when you come to college and after one year, if, you de- if they're not satisfied with you, they're not going to develop you. They don't care. They're just going to kick you out of college. You're going to lose scholarships so or you're going to have to find new college. And I think that in Serbia it's difficult because they would give you maybe more chances. Like if for the first couple of years you're not as good as they think they are, they would try and make the, they would try and get the best out of you, you know. They believe in you. They, yeah, they yeah. believe in you, I think. And in America, I think that they would just, you know, just kick you out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good that maybe that's why, you know, Serbia has been doing quite well. Yeah. Uh, in the EuroLeague, what about Serbian teams in the EuroLeague? Have they, they well, been? yeah, yeah. This year, Partizan has also got a special invite. So next year, we're going to have two teams in EuroLeague. Because I, what everything would happen, you know, in the world, world and I, with Russia and all that, Russian teams are not allowed to be in EuroLeague anymore. So, yeah, Red Star and Partizan will be there. And I think we'll, they will be quite good. I hope so, I, at least. Yeah. I hope so, yeah. I want, you, I want to ask you something that could be considered a bit controversial. Yeah. But I want you. I want. I want to ask, NBA or Euroleague, which one's better? Well, NBA is a better players playing NBA, of course, but and it's maybe it's more fun to watch with all the dunks and three pointers from like you know like nine ten meters. But you, if you want to learn basketball and all that, you have to watch Euroleague because they have a bunch of you know, attacks and you can see that play, playmakers are playmakers, you know. Yeah. They want to, you know, give assists to teammates and all that. And then you see Steph Curry, he's just pulling up from like 15 <laughs> meters and he's draining it. And then you, you, can't, you can't learn that. But first you have to know fundamentals. And I think Euroleague is better for young kids to watch, you know. Yeah, that, that's what I've heard. What I've heard is that NBA is also very focused in general with US in the US in general that they're very entertainment focused. So they push yeah. all this, you know, the more attacking. The yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't play defense. I mean, yeah. during regular season, there's no defense. Yeah, they just let you score and then just go and then shoot and all that. Whereas uh, I've heard, I don't know if it's true, but Euroleague is, I guess, more tactical. Yeah, if that's the word. Yeah, yeah, that's true. More skilled. I yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I mean, and people from America, they think that EuroLeague is not good. So they're like, he's going to play overseas. That's not good. When in fact, it, it is good. I mean, I don't know. When was it? Like maybe 10 years ago that Real Madrid played against OKC and they beat them, I think. Really? So, yeah, I mean, EuroLeague has a good teams. I mean, obviously, NBA teams are better and NBA players are better. But EuroLeague can... some 
teams from Euroleague can compete with NBA teams. So which teams do you think can compete? Well, I think that FS could compete. I mean, they just won Euroleague last year. Who? Uh, FS, that is Turkish team. Yeah. I think they can compete. Uh, I think Barcelona is pretty good and they will be good next year. Um, maybe Real Madrid also. They, I think they can also all really compete with. Uh, who, who won NBA this year? The Warriors. Yeah, Warriors. Yeah. Do you think there's any team in the Euroleague that can compete with the Warriors? No, I don't think so. I really don't think so. They're, they're way too good. They have some very good they some, Yeah, I mean, the they have like three month. three Hall of Famers. I mean, they're... they're okay, let's say good. if it wasn't a knockout then, the the NBA, and it was a league table. Yeah. The, where would, do you think that the best EuroLeague side would stand? Excuse me? I, I don't understand. So like, um, let's say if it was a table, right? Okay. Uh, like... The best teams, right? Yeah. So if the Euroleague, if the let's say Barcelona, uh, the Turkish side, okay, FS. was in NBA. Okay. How far would do you think they? I the think they would say? be maybe. I think they might make playoffs. They would be like maybe in, they would be maybe like 15, 16 Just rank. The, yeah. yeah, that's so what I think. Maybe like, maybe that's not true. Maybe they would be better. Maybe they would be worse. But that's just what I think. Yes. I mean, I follow NBA a lot. I basically watched every game. Uh, and I just I just see how they play and it's just it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's unbelievable, yeah. I mean it's it's always when they play when national teams play against each other and you know, you know, and when people play against America and against US, you just can't compete with them. Yeah, uh, France won against them in Olympics in the group stage, but after that, I mean, USA didn't have a loss. I mean, for I don't know how long they didn't have a single loss in exhibition games, in Olympics, World Championships, they didn't have a single loss. Do they always win the international games? Uh, well, they didn't win last World Cup. They didn't win. They were like, I don't, I don't know which. I don't know where they ranked, but I know they didn't win. But before that, they won like bunch of a bunch of gold medals but i think they're talking to the lebron didn't he retired from international right uh he didn't retire but i don't think he's going to play anymore yeah. yeah they just they just don't care about that as much as your your players do i mean dirk Nowitzki, he played for a german national team when he was like 38 something like that maybe even maybe younger but and then you see i don't know uh, Steph Curry, who's one of my favorite players, but still he wants to prepare for next season so he doesn't play anymore. He doesn't want to play for national team. He just doesn't care about that. So, yeah. So Curry's one of your favorite players? Yeah. Okay, I asked this question to one of my friends in the army. Do, where do you think Curry makes a top 10 of all time? Uh, no. No? No. I don't think he really? makes top ten all time. No, okay, I think well, he's eleven. I think he's eleven till twelve. But I I know ten people, ten players who are better than him all time. Could you name them? <clears throat> yeah, Michael Jordan is better. LeBron, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Kobe, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, uh, Hakeem Olajuwon, Shaquille O'Neal, Will Chamberlain, and I had one player also. Pippen? Uh, not not Pippen. I had one player also that I named. I spoke with my friends a couple of. The Tim Duncan, yeah, Tim Duncan. So what does Curry need to do to get in that top 10? He has to win. If he wins next season, if he wins another title, and he, if he wins another finals MVP, I think he'll crack top 10 then. How many rings does he have? Four. Four. If, if, he has, if he had five rings, he's going to have, if potentially he wins again ring next year, he's going to f have five rings 
two finals MVPs, two MVPs, and then I think he will crack top top ten, one hundred percent. Are there is there any player in your top ten that has less than four rings? Uh, uh, Hakim Olajuwon has two, uh, and uh, let me think. Let me think. I think that's it. So why does he? And make Will the Chamberlain, Will Chamberlain also. So why do they make the top ten? <clears> over well, Curry? Hakim, Hakim has two Finals MVPs. He was also he's also a better defender. He had like he's also defensive. He won Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, he won back to back back to back championships, back to back Finals MVPs, and he was just. He was just better player, you know, better defender, and um, all round you would say. Yeah, all, all he's round. a more all around player. Yeah. And uh, Will Chamberlain is just one of the most unstoppable players of all time. He scored a hundred points in one game. He has like three seventy point games. He's just unbelievable. Correct. Yeah, he's he's on a hundred point game. Yeah, he. That is crazy. That is crazy. It's really crazy. He's one of most unstoppable players. So that's why. He wasn't winning championships, but still, he's. I think he's better player than Steph Curry. So, who's your number one? Jordan. Jordan. One hundred percent. No, nobody is close to him. Like nobody's close to him. I agree. I also put Jordan as my number. Yeah, one. I don't think LeBron is even close to him. I'm, I'm, I'm. My brother hates that because he's a LeBron fan. Yeah. But I think that nobody will ever be Jordan. So you don't care about the stats. No, I don't care about stats. Jordan is Jordan. Jordan, Jordan. He played, yeah, he played like 13 seasons in the NBA and one season he was injured, so he didn't play the full season. And in those 12 seasons, he was like, he was unstoppable. He had 10 scoring titles. He won six championships in six tries. He never lost finals game, both for college, for a national team, in the NBA. He never lost like finals game. Yeah. So, yeah, he is, in my opinion, he's a god. He's, he, so he's the goat. Yeah, he's the goat. No debate. No debate. Fair enough. I want to go back to um, obviously you in Serbia starting off basketball. Yeah. And um, early on, I think it was clear that you were probably one of the better players. So. Um, well, it wasn't clear because until my uh, fifth grade, I didn't play a single game. I was wow. no, I was short. I was skinny. I was crazy I, my head was so bad because i would always just make so much turnovers and i would just run and run mm -hmm. so <clears throat> i had my dad found a coach who works with young kids mm -hmm. so i worked that summer and then he he made me stronger and then i also grew like 10 centimeters that summer and then i started playing when i was fifth grade no before that i wasn't i was i would make the team but i wouldn't play the game i wouldn't play games so, yeah. um, if I'm not mistaken, you also went for training with the national team, the Serbian national team. Yeah. Do you want to talk yeah. to us about that? Well, that's that was just amazing. I when I was, uh, I think I was seventh grade, uh, when I went to a tournament, uh, I played for national team of Belgrade, and that was just amazing. I played with I played with a lot of people. Uh, who are now in national team of Serbia? Who played for? Na who will play one year maybe for national team? I play with people who are now in Division One colleges in America. Um, so it was just unbelievable. I saw a lot, a lot of players, and it was just. And we were all kids, and you could still see that they are going to. They would be something, mm -hmm. because they were so good. So you learned something, you would yeah. say, from that experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I learned something. I learned that I'm not as good as I thought that I am, but still I could compete with them. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least when I was a kid, I could compete with them. The national team. Yeah. How, how what age did you go, did you say? Uh, I was, I think I was 15, 14, 15. Maybe. And how competitive was it at that point? Uh, it was really competitive. We would uh, train, uh, we'd have practice, and then after that, we would have scrimmage for like one hour, and it was really competitive. Like you stop being friends with everybody, and you just want to focus on making that national team because that was just that was just amazing. I never made national team of Serbia, but I was in national team of Belgrade, and that was really wonderful. Like the yeah. best, one of the best experiences I ever had. I find that interesting at a young age, you know, to have such a such competitive that competitive nature you know like uh so engraved into the culture do you think it's healthy for their mental health uh, for the mental health of yeah. young children yeah i think everybody should be competitive when it comes to sports at least <laughs> i mean we can be best friends but when we're on the court and if we're competing for a national team of, of course i'm not gonna let you just go because you're my friend yeah yeah yeah. So I think it's health. Obviously, you played with a lot of players that you've said are up there. You know, they, yeah. they've really done things in the in America. You've played against players. Yeah, I mean, maybe you've played with players yeah. in the same team. So, is there anyone who either has made it and really has made it, and you see the potential, or people that you're actually close with who are playing now for a first team in Serbia? For example? Well, I'm not close with anyone who okay. plays now for a national team or something. But there's a lot of players like uh, Lazar Stefanovic. He's mm-hmm. one of the, I, in my opinion, he's the best player my age in Serbia, and he's now in uh, college in D1, and he he really gets it done. He's a really good player. I Do mean, you know what college? Uh, I think Utah State. Okay. Yeah, that's Kyle Kuzma went there. You, I don't know if you know him. He mm-hmm. now plays in NBA for Washington Wizards. Yeah. So him and. Um, like there's a bunch, bunch. I, I, I don't remember now names, but I remember that I saw a bunch of players that I heard about that they're so good. And then when I saw them play, when we were 14, 15, they would dunk the basketball. They would. It was just amazing. They would dunk. Yeah, they would dunk when they were like. That's 14, crazy. 15. I can't dunk, and I'm 20 years old. Oh yeah, I mean you're not that tall, but Tristan is like what, 195, and you you can't, can't dunk. Okay, thanks for the low blow, guys. It's, it's okay. I can't dunk, but I'm 195. It's a yeah. low blow too. Um, yeah, well, obviously you could dunk, so that gets me into my next point. Yeah. You could dunk, and then the injury happened. So do you want to talk to us about yeah, so, the experience? Yeah. So I dunked actually the first time when I was. 14 or 15 I was I was in eighth grade I don't know how how old I was but I was in eighth grade when I first dunked and I really had a huge vertical I was athletic and then the injury happened when I I mean I became injury prone in my sophomore year of high school so my last year in Serbia I missed almost I didn't miss the whole season but I missed most of the games uh with in the group stage because I would just get my ankles are horrible. I would get injured basically every third game. I remember one year, once I didn't I made uh I broke my ankle uh my left ankle and I had a pause for like 2 months. I didn't play and I came back. I practiced for like 2 uh for like 2 weeks I think. And the first game I played I against with twist my ankle and I had to go again and just not practice for another uh I don't know. It was maybe a week, 2 weeks. So I was really injury prone then. That's Thankfully, tough. in playoffs, I didn't get injured. Then on Final Four, but in group stage, it was horrible. And then what happened? It's, uh, my uh, junior year of high school, 
I get injured and miss the whole season and I just I'm not as fast as I was I I, I can't jump as much as I could because you know just my ankles give up basically whenever I play I just have to focus I'm not that focused on the game anymore I'm just focused on not injuring that was my in my senior year that was my goal just not no no don't get injured and it happened again like five or six times yeah. I twisted my ankle again my senior year and I, I again missed like I don't know how many like 10 games maybe and then I just said you know I can't do this anymore I'm done yeah yeah i just my body went through so much through so much and maybe uh, i gave up and maybe some people wouldn't agree with me but i just couldn't go through that again you know icing and all that i just said you know just i'm just gonna focus on treating basketball players in the future and athletes and i'm just gonna you know stay up basketball that's really interesting you know like yeah. the, you chose so you chose to go down this path due to your unfortunate yeah um, yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah so i had surgery when i was in my junior year i actually had to come back in the middle of a trimester in america they allowed me thank god so i had to get injury so i had to get a surgery and after that i went through a lot of physical therapies and all that and that really opened my eyes i remember in my last physical therapy treatment i went to i came out of it i sat in my mom's car and i was like mom I want to do this. I want to treat basketball players like uh, fuck it. I don't want to be a uh, basketball player anymore. No MB. I don't. I don't care about professional career. I want to be. You know. I want to treat. Help and, yeah. I want to help people. I want to treat athletes. Athletes like they helped me. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your dream job? Being doctor of physical therapy, which I study now. To I just help. Which... I help. I help people. You know. If uh, I. I Player tears his ACL. I help him, you know, come back to his feet and be better than he ever was. That's my dream job, really. I yeah. just I can't wait for the next five years to pass so I can come back to Serbia and you know start my own um, practice. Practice, yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting. Obviously, it was probably a very tough um, decision to make back then. And, uh, yeah, but it was the right one. It, of course, it was the right one, and if you yeah. feel it was the right one, then that's that's exactly what it was necessary, you know, in the circumstance. Yeah, I was gonna ask. Obviously, I imagine I know the answer, but during that period of injuries and you know difficulties, setbacks, setbacks, everything, was it very mentally straining? Did you feel depressed, and how yeah. did you deal with it? Yeah, I I was depressed, but. I had my parents really helped me, especially my mom. She really helped me, uh, you know, not get depressed. She would always be with me. I was sad in that time, really, because that's something that I I, play, I I was playing basketball for eleven years, basically every day, and then at one moment, I got surgery. I couldn't play for two, three months. For, no, even even more. I I didn't play for seven months. So it was really mentally challenging for me. And thankfully, my mom was there for me to help me. And my friends also were there to pick me up. And they were telling me not to give up, not to give up. But at the end, I did. But I just, because I couldn't, I couldn't stand anymore getting injured. It was way too difficult for me. Do you play now? I play sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I sometimes go and play. And I sometimes I would get the feeling that I miss it. But then I would remember all the practices and how much I got injured, actually. And I I really think that this, this was the right decision, just to stop playing basketball and focus on school, on college, and get the degree and just 
help people. That's really good. That's really respectable as well. Yeah. It's like you said, it was a tough decision, but if it's the right decision, that's all that matters in the yeah. end of the day. Yeah, that's, I'm, I'm 100% sure that was the right decision. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to focus uh, spe- uh, specifically on basketball or well, like any on athletes, athletes in general? On athletes in general. Yeah. Uh, in America, people would uh, people my age would actually everybody wants to focus on older elderly, you know, on older older people. Uh, but I really don't want to do that. I don't want to. I mean, I can help. I would like to help. You know, old people. You know, get back on their feet if they get injured and all that, and after surgeries. But my mainly focus is actually athletes. It's your calling. Yeah. That's what you started was. Yeah, yeah. You, so yeah. You Somebody, you they helped me so much. So much. They helped me. And I just, physically, it's just, it was so good. The, the physical therapists there, they were so nice to me. They always helped me. So they, I really want to be like them. I want to be like them so much. Why do you think uh, people are interested in the elderly that much? Uh, well, because um, I think that as in America, people are not that active as they are in Europe. So I think that um, they just want to help, you know, maybe older people. That's that's my guess. But no, yeah, no because they're yeah, no facts. Uh, yeah, it's just my opinion that because they're inactive, because they're more inactive in America than in Europe. So I think that's why, because maybe they they think that larger population of elderly will need physical therapists than athletes. That's just what I think, so, but uh, I'm not yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, you say it's your opinion, but like you know the statistics about like obesity oh, in the no, U.S. No, I don't know. It's like no, I that I I had read on it actually, and it's quite bad. I mean, the U.S. is a bit, um, and Cyprus is also quite bad. With, no, but in the U.S. is really levels. bad because everywhere everywhere they have food chains everywhere yeah. you know and like fast food chains uh, Bangor which is the place where I am now in university has like three or four or five McDonald's and it's place with like 50,000 70,000 people I think yeah. something like that and Serbia which is which has like and Belgrade which has a population of one and a half million we have like 14 McDonald's yeah, yeah. Crazy. yeah so it's it's crazy they they really eat that and not just mcdonald's they have kfc chick-fil-a popeyes it's really accessible yeah everything everything and they all one of the main thing they don't like cooked food that much they like just you know to order fast food and something easy big yeah also with the quantity and I think one of the reasons well I mean my little theory is because you know the u.s um like the, their kitchen isn't really that rich, like you know Italian, Spanish. Or yeah, this. that's true. So like they're probably that's why they also lean towards more of these fast food chains because they don't really have something. That it's theirs. It's so theirs. all their own. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, one hundred percent American. Yeah, well, fast food is one hundred percent. But like those McDonald's and KFC, that's one hundred percent American. Yeah, and they yeah. they just they're just used to that. I know. I think. I mean, it's just so sad to me. I mean, it's them, but it's so sad to me that I see, you know, a kid which is like four or five years old and has like, I don't know how much kilos, but it's a lot. And he can barely, he can barely run, he can barely eat, he can barely move. And then I see him eating McDonald's and drinking like large Coke. And I'm like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get the parents who just let their kid eat more and more. But I mean... Yeah, open your eyes. Please. I know even more and more. Like as a as a parent, I would I would never let my child eat 
uh, fast food every single day. Yeah, and like I sounds, think it's I mean, really you, important to give them the right nutrition, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you're a kid, of course you want McDonald's. I was asking for McDonald's every day, and we all did actually. Yeah. We all did, but they're they're just letting them because it's their food and they them. It's how they are taught, you know. I think it's it's just it's also because it's easy. Like, yeah. Why should I cook? Let's sort. Yeah. Let's just go. Let's just go to McDonald's, you know, and just. Get a burger. Would you yeah. say it's um, it's cheaper there than if you could well, it's yeah, it's cheaper to eat fast food than to eat if you want to go to a restaurant and eat like cooked meal like steak and something like that. It's much exp- it's much more expensive than fast because, food. Uh, speaking of, I was very surprised. For example, in Cyprus now, the prices it, it's okay, it's not bad, but like if you're gonna get a big meal, for example, it's at least eight euros if I'm not mistaken. You know, seven euros fifty, eight yeah. euros, which. It's, it doesn't sound like a lot, but it is a lot when you yeah, easily go get a meal, cook it yourself for a euro fifty. You yeah. Know? So looking at that, obviously you can't compare cooking yourself with something else. But there's other restaurants where you can get a bolognese, for example, for like seven euros, which offers a lot more nutrition in yeah. theory than you know a burger from McDonald's. In Rome, it was very expensive. I was recently in Rome, and I think a normal meal was minimum nine euros. And that's the normal. The large was like 10 euros, 50, 11 euros. I was like... This is so, McDonald's. Yeah, this was a McDonald's. Yeah, but it's also because uh, their minimum wage is higher. I probably. know, obviously. But it's still, you know, it's still crazy to think that I could go to the supermarket and buy, you know, pasta, vegetables, even meats, you know, different, yeah. you know, antipasti from Rome, you know, they're, they're known for these type of things. Yeah. And you can get that for a lot less than getting a Mac wrap from McDonald's, for example. Yeah. yeah. So... My question is, like, in the U.S., if you compare this to, you know, normal foods or potentially something that you can make at home, is it cheaper in comparison to maybe Europe? Mm, well, I'm not sure, to be honest. Um, I think that I think that it's it's cheaper in Europe, you know, to make your own food. And I mean, food in general is cheaper in Europe, but uh, fast food chains are more expensive here in Europe yeah. than in America because it's their food, you know, it's their food. Plus there. there's a lot yeah. more there. Yeah, yeah, there's, they're, yeah, they're just used to eating that and all that. Mm-hmm. But and in Europe, it's just, it's expensive. I mean, I know when I go to McDonald's and just to grab a meal and it's like, what, that in, it, that's like seven euros. Yeah. It's just too much. Like, why would I give seven euros for a meal that it's not going to make me full and it's just going, it's unhealthy, you know? Yeah, no, no advantage to yeah. putting it into you other than maybe a good taste for yeah. a few minutes yeah i get that another thing i've heard from one of my friends which also lives in the u.s they used to live in the u.s is actually that uh which maybe it's why maybe fast foods here are more expensive or in europe is that the quality of the food is actually better so like the quality of the meat like i remember when i went to austria and i actually ordered mcdonald's and uh, like their fries were actually fries yeah they were actually good yeah. you know and the burger okay i'm not saying it's like you know high quality stuff compared to like you know you can go to a butcher and get uh, a meat okay. patty which, yeah but it's you know, food but, it's yeah. like it's it has better texture than in america one yeah. that's 100 i know when i order mcdonald's in america and i eat a cheeseburger it's just it's like i mean it's made of plastic you know i mean it's yeah. not like it's made out of plastic but it's it's Feel it's much worse than yeah. the one in Serbia and uh, in whole Europe in general. Yeah. Yeah, just it's 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 better here. The food is be- better in Europe, like 100 times. Yeah. 
That's that's surprising. Well, it's not surprising, but you know what I mean. They, yeah. They've created our food, and I, I would say we mastered it. Yeah, that <laughs> that's yeah. true. And I think uh, the thing uh, you were saying about cooking at home, mm-hmm. I think they found a way to. I think it originated in the U.S. with uh, to get something cheap and fast, which is ramen noodles. Now that thing that you know, it's. I guess yeah. it's a bit of a trend. Like everyone buys that, noodles, right? That. Yeah, yeah instant noodles. noodles you get. It's a minute microwave, whatever. Yeah. Boom, you eat it. Finished. Yeah, yeah. You and that's it. actually that's actually good. I never tried those noodles, but I saw that everybody's eating them. They're cheap. They're fast. It's it's really nice. Yeah. I mean, I've tried those noodles, and they used to taste like shit, but recently I don't know if it's changed or anything. They actually taste okay. You know, yeah. you can you can make them your own. It doesn't mean that you put the little plastic. You know. Pack it into the noodle. You can yeah. you can fry an egg, put it in there, put a few vegetables, and it still tastes relatively good at a good price. So I, maybe that's why they're so popular. And on TikTok, I see a lot of um, you know these cooking TikTok channels and things like that yeah. using them and really making meals that I'm like, damn, I, I would eat that. You know? Yeah, it's exciting, especially for college students. I think ramen noodles are amazing. Yeah, they're the fastest to cook. Yeah, my I, like I said, my roommate always eats them. He he's you know in between study uh, studies and all that he would just go microwave microwave noodles come back and just eat them fast and just keep studying and they just they f- I mean you're full after them like yeah yeah so it's they're it's really smart you know eating them and buying them but you have to you obviously have to eat them you know in balance yeah and be eating it all day or maybe if you're adding things yes. But if you're only eating carbohydrates, only eating these artificial packs with the noodles, yeah. it's obviously not the best. I was thinking maybe next year when I'm in university, getting the noodles and putting some chicken in. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like that. That's smart. I have more of an uh, academic question. You know, obviously yeah. you're in uni now. And I wanted to ask you, okay, you were in school in Serbia, you went to Husak and you said the, the academic level there was very good. It was good, but it wasn't as good as... I mean... Um, I studied uh, much more in Serbia and I had worse grades than in America. Okay. When I was in America, I, uh, the only things that I studied were math, you know, I would just practice before exam and uh, history. Mm-hmm. I would have to read through that. And that were the only things that I actually studied. And everything, everything that I learned about, I know now. You know, I didn't forget. Maybe I forgot something, but mostly I know. And in, when I was in Serbia in high school and in, in primary school, no, I just, I, it was just horrible because we had like 14, 15 subjects and you would have six, five, six, seven classes a day. So you, you, you just couldn't manage to learn everything. At least I couldn't, I couldn't manage. And so an uh, American school system really gave me, uh, gave me, yeah, yeah. So you're you're very happy with the American. Yeah, system. American school system is really good. It's, it's it, yeah, it's, it's good to hear. Yeah, we I had six subjects in my junior and senior year of high school, and even freshman year of college also. I had first semester I had seven, <clears throat> and then next semester I had six. So it's really it's really much 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 better than Europe in general. Europe. Yeah, I'd say uh, we're going. I'm, we're both going to the UK to study and. I actually find the UK system to be a bit restrictive compared to the US. I think the US is a lot better, you know, with the major minor, all mm-hmm. these things that you can actually major in two subjects. 
or you can minor, you can do different things. I was watching some TikToks that this guy was saying, look, if you're going to study this, you should definitely choose maybe a minor subject, which is completely different. So, you know, to uh, expand your horizon. Yeah. yeah. Whereas us in the UK, like I'm going to study law, I'm going to be doing law five hours a day, every single day. Okay, I don't know about the hours, but you know, you get what I'm yeah. saying. I'm just going to be doing law, 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 law. Whereas I think it'd be really interesting if I could do law and then I could, you know, link it with psychology, let's say, which I think could play into law, you know? Yeah. I mean, obviously you also have choices at uni in the UK to do law and psychology, but it's not the same, you know? Yeah. You don't you don't feel like you have that freedom. It's just one set course and that's what you're doing. And if you don't like it, you can't drop it and replace it, which if I understand correctly in America, if you're not enjoying one of your minors, you can replace it with yeah. something else. You can always, same as majors, right? Yeah, you can always, in, in, the, uh, in the middle of your like sophomore year of college you can just you know just go to other major so um, yeah it's it's that easy there i mean they're hoping you're not gonna do that that you're gonna know by your sophomore year what you're gonna do in your life but there are people who change their subjects they, they change their majors in even in junior year of uh, uh colleges that's yeah. that's it's good i had a teacher american teacher who would always go on about you know most of us were going to england and she would tell us about her experience and obviously she wasn't trying to put us off or anything like that but she was telling us that she felt like there was more of a balance which is what coco was just saying you have you have more experiences you you can do multiple subjects you you know you're just more ready for real life i think which yeah. is very important so my question to you is what are you doing other than doctor of psychology that's your doctor major, of physical therapy uh, physical therapy sorry yeah I keep Fucking hell, fucking. <laughs> um, yeah, doctor of uh, psychology, physical, physical, physical therapy, therapy, and it's uh, fine. Yeah, and um, what is your mind? I don't well, have I a mind. I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing, but I keep saying the wrong thing. Like I know you're doing to help people with their yeah. muscles and shit. I got all of that treatment myself. <laughs> anyway, so you don't have a mind. I don't have a minor. Is that yeah. personal choice? Uh, is my that... personal choice. Okay. I don't want a minor. Okay. I uh, this is the this is difficult enough for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. Um, I'm really studying a lot there, you know, so I don't think I have a mind. I have a time for a minor, you know. Yeah, my dad told me that I should try and get maybe minor in chiropractics, but I really don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm just, I'm fine with just getting major in doctor of physical therapy and that's it. To be fair, it sounds like a, quite a challenging course, you know, to be yeah. a doctor in anything. It's, yeah, it's a lot. It's not. Yeah. It's not light work. So, but it's yeah. really good that you know that if, let's say, at one point you want to do the minor, you have the opportunity. Yeah, to I do have it. opportunity to do that. Yeah, yeah, that's a good thing. But I'm 100% sure I'm not going to do minor. Yeah. yeah. And also they have like specializations after that. So you can specialize. You can specialize, yeah, in like ankles, in shoulder, in knee. And all that's just one year. And I'm not going to do that also because, I don't know, I mean, I have to see through that but um I'm, I'm just satisfied with just getting you know six-year program and that's it six years is a lot as well if you do another year that's seven yeah i mean that's just a lot it's, it's crazy yeah you so six years doctor yeah know, they take 10 years but it's close yeah. enough yeah um yeah, so you, I guess you don't plan on doing a master's after as well. Well, no, that's master's. I'm oh, getting part four, of it. Yeah, after okay. four years, I think. I, I don't know how the uh, years go, but at one moment, I'm just going to have a bachelor degree in exercise science and kinesiology. And after that, I'm getting master's degree in exercise science and kinesiology. And then doctorate degree in 
physical therapy. Oh, so it's six years and you end up being a doctor. Uh, yeah, yeah, I end up being a doctor after six years. Yeah. Yeah. So well, that makes that makes more sense. Yeah, crazy. I mean, I'm not going to be like legitimate doctor, like yeah, you know, yeah, but doctor. You have a title. Yeah, yeah but I'm going to have a title. Yeah, yeah. that's so, a cool thing. That's yeah. And then your your plan is to return to Serbia, 100. Yeah, 100. percent Not I'm not not gonna stay anywhere. Like okay. I'm, I really don't wanna stay in US. So you really enjoy Serbia? Yeah, I love Serbia. What do you like about Serbia? Everything, everything I love about Serbia. I like people in Serbia. I like food in Serbia. I like everything about Serbia. You say your food is, is yeah, my amazing. Food is amazing. Bro, if you haven't yet ate. Yeah, we uh, we were talking about going to Serbia a few years ago before COVID, obviously. Yeah, actually, the year of COVID, 2020. The year of COVID, and yeah. that just didn't happen because we have that Serbian friend who has a place in uh, Belgrade, wasn't it? It was in Belgrade. Yeah, yeah. Andrea, right? Yeah, 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 Andrea, yeah, the, the rapper. Yeah, yeah, the rapper. And, um, yeah, that didn't happen, which is a shame. I had talked to him as well. I said, oh, yo, we're coming to Serbia, let's go clubbing, things like that. He was like, yeah, yeah, then it just never happened. Yeah. Right. But maybe one time, you know. Yeah, definitely. Uni, summer. Yeah, Serbia. you can always. I mean, Serbia is awesome. I love it. I mean, mostly people don't like Serbia. I mean, they don't like They They're not enjoying Serbia. They're like... It's not good here and all that. There, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just love it, and I think I the mostly why I love it is because I'm not in Serbia for six, seven months of the year. So when I come back there, I'm like, oh my god, finally I can uh, hang out with my friends, family. I mean, obviously my girlfriend. So just I just love Serbia. I love Serbia, and that's when I as soon as I um, I go to America and I'm there for like a week. I'm just I just start counting days to yeah. go back to Serbia. Yeah. I think yeah. that's for everyone, you know, homesickness. Yeah. Like for us, like we're excited to leave. I imagine at least I am. No, I'm a hundred percent. I want to. I can't. It can't <laughs> come faster. Like I, I just want to go. I want to leave. I'm. You want to leave Cyprus? Even, yes, a hundred percent. You know, you know what it is. Like for example, he's in the army, so he hasn't left the con- uh, left the country in like how long? A year minimum, more. No, a lot more. Because Since twenty nineteen. Because of COVID as well. But like me, I realized when I left. Because obviously I left the army early on and then I left the country for a week or so. And when I left, I was like, oh my God, I, d- I don't want to go back straight away. And then yeah. when I came back, I was like, oh, I'm back. Because obviously, as you said, you go for six months you yeah. go for a long time. And it gives you time to miss what, you, what you've left behind. Cyprus is quite a small place. Truth be told, it's a very nice place. It's, you know, it's beautiful. Safe, it's beautiful. We, we, I would argue we have things to do. Obviously, you have, 100% you have things to you do. You have less things to do because you do them every day. But it's not a bad place. But as you said, like, taking time and coming back, I'm sure we're all going to enjoy it. Like, I'm speaking, you know, for myself, I know I will. What about you, Coco? I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, a lot of people, they always tell me, oh, you're... Because I always mm-hmm. tell everyone, like, I want to leave. And they're like, oh, you say that, but when you go, you're going to... Yeah, that's but, you know, That's what everybody told me, and it came yeah. true. Well, to me, the thing is, the kind of person I am is that I don't really get homesick, and I really don't miss much. And I know that if I'm going to miss Cyprus, it's mostly going to be because of the people, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm going to miss, like, you know, hanging out with Tristan and, and the boys. But the thing is, in a few months' time, that's not going to be here, you know? Obviously, yeah, I'm going to miss my family. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> I'm going to miss my family, but... You know, like that's another thing. I'm not because I don't really miss people. I don't. I don't think I'm gonna get that homesick. Maybe yeah. I'm. Maybe I. Maybe I'll be wrong. I'm, I'm. I might be proven wrong, but I don't know. I just don't think. I. 
I feel like I'm good at putting the past behind. And I think that I'm just going into September with this is a new chapter. I'm not going to like long for the past. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying because before I went to US, I was never homesick. You know, I would go by, I mean, I don't know if you're saying this, but I would go by the seaside, you know, to Greece or Cyprus or anywhere basically. And I would just have a good time. I didn't care about Serbia. But as soon as I went somewhere for longer than those like two weeks, it was horrible. Like, I just want to come back to Serbia. Yeah. 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 No, I'm I'm just looking forward to the fact that maybe I'm not living here the whole time. Like, it's fine to come back from time to time. Yeah, I mean, it's a great experience yeah. to go. It's yeah. a great experience to go to uni, you know, like you guys, England and me, America. It's just, it's nice experience. You're going to meet a lot of people from all over the world. But at the end, you know, home is home. I mean, that's just my opinion. Like, home is home and... Home is home. Yeah, nobody... Uh, I don't know about that. You know, I I just think that home is where you make it out to be. It's not really a place. So, like, I I think that Cyprus is my home, so I'll stick to that. But at one point, I don't think that Cyprus will be my home. You know, and I think home is where you feel more comfortable at. And I don't know. I, I just think that I don't really fit in with the culture and the people here. So I I don't I I think I'll find a home somewhere else better yeah, fitting I mean, for me. Yeah, I mean if that's true with you then yeah. But for me like Serbia is perfect place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's really good. Like I wish I I could love Cyprus as much as you love Serbia. Like you know come back. And obviously in the future at one point I might come back cuz it's a great place to like have children, have have a family, you know. Yeah. Uh I guess end up here, you know, as as an old person as well. Like, you know, it's warm, it's nice, it's small, it's easy. But at least from my twenties to my thirties, forties, you oh, know, yeah, with that, I agree. You know, yeah. you have to. I want to reach my potential. You know, yeah. I wanna, I wanna do it all. I don't want to be stuck in a little island. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. Yes, yeah. it's, it's a bit different because we're quite a small country. So, so alone is bigger than Cyprus. You know. And yeah. Sorry, not Serbia. Belgrade alone is bigger than Cyprus. Well, it's bigger in population. Population-wise, yeah. it's bigger. But, but that that's already networking, connections, people. <laughs> yeah. that can, You know, offer something to you. So I get what you're saying. As you said, I will probably stay away from Cyprus. As in living here for, I don't know, five, six, seven years. And also, Serbia is a lot more. Uh, like the, their location is better in sense of, in the sense of let's say oh fuck it I'm just gonna go get a train and go to you know neighboring countries yeah yeah here, yeah every, you have to get a plane yeah it's it's yeah. a bit more of a hassle obviously location if we're talking about you know where we are like temperature and all this yeah Cyprus that's is top, but it's not accessible to other places like in London I can get a train uh, in England I mean I can get a train go to Holland I can go to France I can go to Spain Okay, maybe not with a train, but I mean, maybe yeah, not with a train. No, yeah, you but I get France, it. Though, yeah, and to Holland, but I mean, it's a lot easier to go to. Yeah, yeah. To, you know, to go to places. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I get it. What you're saying. Yeah. So yeah, um, long episode as always. Uh, hopefully, you enjoyed it. It was your first yeah. podcast. I yeah, think. it is. I enjoyed it so much. Yeah, yeah. You guys are wonderful. Thank you. Thanks, bro. Thanks. <laughs> I want to thank you for being on the podcast. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. Thank you for telling your story. So thank you for listening to Absolute Culture. Please rate and review us. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and just rate us on your chosen platform. It would go a long way. So thank you and goodbye.